The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Hey everyone, Matt Straub welcoming you to the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, your Monday, January 27th edition. Obviously, just a really sad day in the world of basketball, the world of sports, with the news on Sunday that Kobe Bryant passed away. Uh, I'm joined by Steve Alexander. Steve, I mean, it's just just surreal, awful news. Yeah, it's horrible, and uh, it's just a and I, no one no one can really believe the news that that came out on Sunday. And you know, it hasn't been very long since we found out. But you know, I guess what I think about is when I think about Kobe is maybe his 81 point game and. Uh, watching that entire game on TV live and and just how incredible that was and uh, I remember when he got drafted and all that like it, it's just it's just so sad and surreal and it, it it doesn't seem real yeah absolutely we're gonna go now to our conversation that we had with Brian Rosenworcel of Guster discussing the week 15 waiver wire pickups so here is that conversation I'm joined, as always, by Steve Alexander and once again by Brian Rosenworcel. There's a lot of different places we could start here, but I'm going to start with the guy we talked about, I think, last week, Cam Reddish. On Friday, he had 20 points, 6 rebounds, 4 threes, a steal, and a block against OKC. His last five games, he's near 14.5 points, 5.5 rebounds, 1.6 steals, 2.6 threes, shooting 46 0.4% from the field, still only rostered in 13% of Yahoo leagues, which is why I put him at the top of the list. What do you think, guys? I think we're getting to the point where it, it's pretty much must pick up on Reddish. You want to agree or disagree with that? I want to say that uh, I saw him in person and he looked like a beast, but I've noticed that his rise has kind of corresponded with Kevin Herter be, uh, having a rough patch. And uh, I'm, I'm definitely uh, someone who thinks Cam Reddish is a great pickup. But I'm wondering, um, I'm wondering if he and Herder can both produce. Interesting, Steve. Yeah, it's it is interesting uh, because Herder really uh, and Matt, you're a big Herder guy, and and he's been really quiet for a lot of the season, which is weird. I thought he would kind of be blowing up by now. And then you know, like we talked about with Reddish last week, he was so good at Duke. Or, I mean, he wasn't so good at Duke. He was supposed to be so good at Duke. And we thought he was going to be, you know, a top three draft pick and all that. And he, he's struggled pretty much ever since. But now I feel like he's putting it all together. And, and again, two years from now, I think he's, he's going to be really good. And I, I agree. I think he's a, a strong pickup in any league right now. The thing about Herter is it's interesting because you're right. And he had a 23.15 rebound, eight assist game against Phoenix about 10 days ago. And it was like, oh, man, Kevin Herter is arriving because he had been playing well before that. And the last five games since then, heading into Sunday, he was at 9.2 points per game, shooting 32%. And I think you can easily just call that a slump. But, yeah, that's that's an interesting notion. Like, is there room for Herter and Reddish to both thrive? I think the Hawks play fast enough that there should be. But it is interesting that 
that Reddish's recent surge has coincided with that herder slump, as you said. Yeah, I really like both those guys, and I think both of them will be really fantasy relevant for a long time. So I'm, I'm, I would be inclined to pick them both up and see what happens. Yeah, I'm with you. All right, let's move to another guy we talked about last week who has been trending up since our conversation. Shabazz Napier is still only 22% rostered. He had a triple-double on Saturday, 10 points, 10 boards, 13 assists. I looked at his numbers since the Jeff Teague trade to Atlanta. Napier's at 9.2 points, 5.2 boards, 7.7 assists, 1.3 steals, 1.53s, shooting nearly 53% from the floor. I mean, things are kind of getting ugly in Minnesota, but Napier looks like a, a great option to add if he's somehow out there still. And we said that last week that he was he was a good guy to pick up for assists. Yep. Uh, and if you did that and you got the benefit of a Saturday night triple-double out of nowhere, um, you, you've got to be feeling pretty good right now. I think he's kind of like a poor man's Alfred Payton. Uh, no, I, I, I love these situations for people in, um, in leagues uh, where someone gets traded and all of a sudden uh, there's this must-have guy, and Napier looks like that. You know, and if Andre Drummond is traded and there's no center that comes into Detroit, maybe you know, Christian Wood would become one of those kind of guys. But this is one of those things where if you're paying close attention and you get Napier, maybe you can, uh, he can be a difference maker. Yeah, and I know, Brian, I think you said last week you had already looked for him and he was already gone in all of your leagues, but 22% is still a relatively low number in Yahoo, which is why I I keep mentioning him. I think you know it's coming. Here we go. Yep. Shabazz only has two games next week. (laughs) (laughs) Like games played even matters. (laughs) Are we the last three guys left that are playing in season-long leagues and talking about players on the bubble? Everyone else is just doing daily fantasy sports for money. Uh, no, I, I don't think that's true. I don't think that's true. Uh, there are at least ten people still playing season-long leagues. Uh, no, dude. I, you know, I, I, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't know the exact number, obviously, of how many, but there still seem to be plenty of people interested in season-long leagues. I, I don't think that for me. I don't know about you guys. Like DFS is fun, but it, it does not scratch the same itch for me as as a season-long league does. I agree. I just feel like we're the aberration. <laughs> Literally us three. I don't. I feel like they're... I, I mean, I'd be interested to see Yahoo's numbers um, for the number of leagues now compared to 10 years ago. Because I feel like there's feel like there's more people playing... A lot more people playing now than there were 10 years ago. So the, the addition of all those people... Minus the ones that are only play DFS, I, I have a feeling it probably hasn't really dropped off much, but I don't know. Steve, you're asking Yahoo to open up the books for us here. It sounds yeah. like. Let's, yeah. see, let's get in there and look around. Somebody get Andy Barons on the phone. <laughs> Where's Brandon uh, if only, Funston? If only we had a way to reach Andy Barons. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, Trevor Ariza made his Blazers debut on Thursday. Another guy we talked about last week and he busted out with 21 points seven boards two steals four threes he got added in a ton of leagues after that he's all the way up to 36 percent rostered from like i think he was around 12 this time last week so that's obviously a huge game from ariza we were all somewhere between doubtful and skeptical or lukewarm on what he might do in portland but i think we all agreed there was a chance he would have fantasy value how much does this stat line change things for you guys well, I was the one who said, don't even go there. He's too old. <laughs> and I should have known Portland is the type of uh, team to take an old veteran and give him 36 minutes a night immediately. 
and like a starring role because they've proven that. So I'll have to eat my words. If there's anything that should come out of this, it's don't trust a bongo player when it comes to fantasy sports. <laughs> Brian, I will say to your credit, I believe you said something along the lines of they have Carmelo Anthony playing well, so anything is possible. Thanks. I thanks, believe. Thanks for quoting me back, Stroop. <laughs> Uh, I, on the other hand, I feel like I was the, of the three of us, I was the most optimistic about Ariza. So I still don't know that I, that I feel like he's a must own player, but I mean, if they're going to give him 30 minutes a night, and like I said last week, he's better than Kent Bazemore in my mind. So I don't know. I was, I'm not surprised really. And, uh, you know, the the Portland Trailblazers go three next week and four the week after that, go get you some Ariza. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we now know that Lowry Markinen is out four to six weeks with a hip injury. Mm. Um, Thaddeus Young was already rostered in a strangely high percentage of leagues, over 40%. I think he was a guy who got drafted uh, on the name brand just because he's been a known fantasy commodity for a long time. Uh, and then I think maybe just didn't get dropped in a bunch of leagues. I, I can't really explain that one. That's been a weird number to me all year. Anyways, he put up. Ten and a half points, five and a half rebounds, two steals, and one block over his two games this weekend. What are your feelings on Thaddeus uh, with Markinen out four to six? I think that the name brand of Thaddeus Young is so strong that he's actually coming in third in All Star voting this year. Sorry, is that right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> no, uh, I just uh, I grabbed him everywhere because there's a gaping hole there, and uh, he seems like the one to fill it. But why wouldn't Chicago? play a younger player at some point instead of Thad Young. Yeah, I mean, who do they have even who? Well, the problem is Daniel Gafford got hurt. Like, he's going to miss like a month with a dislocated right thumb. If Gafford was healthy, I think we'd be all about the Gafford pickup right now. But because he's, he's out, I think that clears the way for Thad Young. And I'm looking at this Bulls roster. I mean, there is just, I mean, Wendell Carter Jr. is hurt. There's Christiana just not, Felicio. not an intriguing front court prospect to just throw in there, you know? I mean, yeah. Luke Cornett kind of flopped a little bit. He's a center anyways. I so, still got him in a couple leagues for some reason. Mainly I, yeah. felt, I felt really happy because I dropped Lowry Markinen in the league, and I was wondering if I should regret it. And now I feel like I made you know, karma came back to me. I did the right thing. That's that really pr- insensitive to him and his career and his pain. In his emotions. Yeah, (laughs) this is a cruel game we play. (laughs) Uh, All right, now I want to talk about Jan Mahinmi. The last couple weeks, he's around 11.7 half boards, over two assists, 1.3 steals, 1.1 blocks in 28 minutes a game. uh, We're recording this before a matchup with the Hawks on Sunday, which means Mahinmi was in a, a great spot to put up another good stat line. Obviously... This is supposed to be Thomas Bryant's job in Washington, but Mahinmi is not going quietly and remains widely available. What do you guys think of him? I think it's weird that, I mean, the, the Wizards and the Timberwolves are really difficult <laughs> to figure out this year. And, you know, Thomas Bryant is supposed to be the guy, right? And But Jan Mahinmi keeps outplaying him. Then they got Mo Wagner, who's, who's out right now. Um, but then there's also Rui Hachimura's coming back. Davis Bertans is a big... So there's just there's it seems like there's too many mouths to feed in Washington, but somehow Yamahimi keeps getting it done. He could be one of those players that just kind of has a later career resurgence and becomes like a reshown Holmes or something like that. 
on another team even. Yeah, I mean, he's 33. I, I don't know. I wouldn't prioritize him over some of these other guys we've mentioned, but if you're in a league that's deep enough that all of those other guys are already gone and you're trying to you know turn over a roster spot, you, I think you could do worse than Mahinmi. He's 33? I mean, that's yeah. almost as old as Derek Favors. Derek Favors. <laughs> 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 I feel like uh, if you lost Laurie Markkinen and the best thing on your wire is Jan Mahimi, you, you're okay. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I think so. I got to talk about Jackson Hayes for a minute because I was bullish on Jackson Hayes, and he played like six minutes when Zion entered the Pelican roster. I mean, it was just really, don't take advice from any musician. <laughs> Brian, you don't have to be hard on yourself. But when we get things wrong here, we just don't acknowledge them ever oh, again. That's what yeah. you do. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brian, this is for you. Alfred Payton is legitimately balling recently. His last five games, 9.6 points, five boards, 8.4 assists, 1.2 steals, 1.0 blocks, shooting 45% from the field in 30 minutes per game, 28% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. The floor is yours. Go. Guy has been legitimately balling his whole career. The Knicks... <laughs> are now contending against real teams like the Raptors. And why is that? It's because they finally gave the point guard job to Alfred Payton. He puts up crazy counting stats. He has 16 triple-doubles in his career versus Kawhi Leonard, who has one. <laughs> <laughs> Kawhi, has, Kawhi has one. <laughs> That's uh, I said my piece. I, I own him everywhere. See, that reminds me of the, the whole skip from, was it Daredevil? The Daredevil movie where they kept saying the the what's with the never mind. It's really good good <laughs> podcast material right there. Yeah, that was horrible. <laughs> edit that out, Matthew. Um, leave that in. Note to self: leave that in. Alfred Payton. Yeah, he's he's playing really well. The county stats are there. I still can't believe Kawhi Leonard only has one triple double. That makes no sense. Uh, side note: All Star Break week. Teams play either one or two games. One team has a three-game week. The Knicks are the only team in the league that go back-to-back one-game weeks. Ooh. That's tricky. Who won? Steve, you're not the. You're not really like we've been calling you the schedule guy. I think that's a misnomer. You're the buzzkill guy who yeah. just ruins yeah. every pickup we talk about. When it yeah, comes every to the tweet is about an injury, uh, and I talk about the limited number of games played. It's just <laughs> yeah, like uh, yeah. Just, just when Brian and I get excited, you're like, sorry, this dude only plays three games the next month total. <laughs> All right, Willie Cauley-Stein got traded to the Mavs, guys, and this potentially affects a couple of players. We'll talk about Willie Cauley-Stein himself in a moment, but Marquise Chris had a big game. He's 6% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. He had 13 points, three boards, but two steals, two blocks, and a tray in that first game after the trade. Is anyone taking the bait on Marquise Chris, or has everyone just moved on? I'll, I'll go here. <laughs> I have not run out to pick him up, but, you know, I mean, the thing about Marquise Chris is there's talent there. Like, he, we know he has it in him. He's just never been able to, to put it all together and, and do anything with it. But, man, if there was ever a time, a tanking Warriors team that just got rid of WCS, if Marquise Chris is going to ever succeed, it's going to happen right now. So I, I think he's worth a flyer, man. I was in the embarrassing situation of owning Marquise Chris when he was uh, cut by the Warriors. And he was, I'm owning a player that I can't even start because he has no team. That's, an, that's a situation that a fantasy expert doesn't always find themselves in. Uh, anyway, I picked him up again after the trade 
because uh, I think in 20, 24 minutes, he will actually put up decent stats, and I needed to drop Jackson Hayes because for obvious reasons. So uh, I'm a fan of the opportunity in front of Marquise. And what about Willie Cauley-Stein, who's now a Dallas Maverick? He's probably kind of, well, he's somewhere in between being rostered in leagues and on the waiver wire. He's 42% rostered, but he's been really quiet lately, so he certainly could have been dropped some places. What do you make of that new destination for him? Do you think he's got a shot to be uh, consistently fantasy relevant? I own Willie Cauley-Stein, I think, in three leagues. I picked him up in one after the trade. He's not available in any of them. I think I'm in 10 leagues. He's not available in any of them. Um, That's because you picked him up everywhere. Oh. <laughs> well, no, I only picked him up in, I only picked him up in one. Uh, but the funny thing is, is like I was kind of excited because I, I feel like Luca needs that pick-and-roll guy to throw the lob to, and Willie Colley can run. and like it, I mean, it should be a good fit for him in Dallas. Now, you know, speaking of buzzkill guys, I, I got all fired up about this, and I <clears throat> see a tweet. Right at the very moment I picked him up from Jonas Nader, it was like, hey, guys, don't forget Willie Cauley-Stein's a terrible basketball player. <laughs> so well, What does that have to do with anything? <laughs> yeah, seriously. Jonas. Uh, all right. So we're done there, I guess. Okay, Josh, <laughs> Josh Hart. We, you know, we talked about a minute ago, Brian, about Jackson Hayes disappearing uh, with Zion back. I think logic would dictate that Hart, you know, would also get squeezed as that rotation gets more and more crowded. But Hart actually had a 15.13 rebound double-double on Friday. His last 11 games, which encompasses most of January, he's put up 11 points, 7.2 boards, 1.3 steals, 1.93s, 25% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. You know, he's been kind of annoyingly inconsistent. And I've kind of just stopped adding him if he's getting dropped, but... What, what do you guys think? In a deeper league, I think Hart is a good guy to roster. I agree with you that he's going to eventually get squeezed in that rotation, but I'm going to hold on to him until that happens. That was a really surprising last game uh, he had. Maybe he just kind of thrives w- when he feels less pressure or something. And I've got that guy. I've got Hart in a couple deep leagues, and I've had him all year. And, like, Matt, you used the word annoying, and he has been highly annoying. Like, he's a guy, like, I've... I'm, I've got to cut Josh Hart. I've got to find somebody else. And then I go out there and look at the waiver wire in some of these deeper leagues, and there's just not not much out there, and I end up sticking with him. Um, and then he, he has a big night like he had, had in that last game. So I kind of thought he'd be putting up big numbers all year, and it, I don't know why it hasn't happened. I agree. I think if Zion keeps playing and if this thing goes well for him, it's eventually going to hurt Hart. But, you know, I'm kind of glad I've got him where I've got him. Are the Pelicans a playoff team? No. <laughs> <laughs> well, we were talking about this on the Wednesday podcast, and I think the main thing is they don't necessarily have to be a playoff team. They just have to stay close, right? They have to think they're potentially a playoff team. And before Sunday, they were four and a half games back, and I don't know. Yeah, yeah. that's what they are. Um, yeah, so it could, it could, I could see it getting pretty ugly quickly for them, but they have been playing better lately, so I am cautiously optimistic that they can stick around. I, I think, I think the whole Zion thing is going to be interesting. Like, I'm not convinced that we did not see his best game of the season <laughs> in that debut. I love it. I love the doubling and tripling down from you, Steve, on this Zion yeah. thing. Whatever Zion. Yeah, also on the same on the same uh, level. 
I'm not sure that this Luka Doncic thing isn't just like a fluky run. <laughs> hey, you know what? I'm, this is a, actually, I'm glad you brought that up, Brian, because Steve and I made a bet at the start of the year about Luka Doncic's free throw percentage, whether it would be over or under 75. And Steve was crushing that bet early on. But Luka was 1-4-5 five. Five on, what day was Saturday. that? Saturday. Okay. So far in January, he is shooting from the free throw line 66%. And his season percentage is now down to, I believe, 76.5. This is getting oh interesting. This oh is getting boy. interesting in a hurry. So yeah. what did you? What do you have to buy me? What did we decide? Is it a jersey? It was a jersey, yeah, but I was—I think it was a Daniel House is what I said I wanted. <laughs> oh yeah, we, we, you, you, the player of your choice, player of your choice at the end of the season. Obviously, he's going to pick Daniel House if you give him his choice. Yeah, well, or I may pick Daniel Tice, the next player we're going to talk about. Uh, he well, got it, up. It, hey, if if it oh. does have to be a Daniel, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> uh, if if it is a Daniel House jersey that you need, um, I would probably have to make that. <laughs> a handmade a hand knit yeah. daniel house jersey from you would be a, a true gem thick yarn <laughs> that would be something else yeah just thick 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 yarn uh all right daniel tice he got picked up in a ton of leagues recently his last 10 games he's sitting at 10.6 points five and a half rebounds nearly two and a half assists 1.1 steals 1.4 blocks 0.8 threes all of that in 23 minutes per game, some of those games, he's gotten less than 20 minutes and still hit value. Do you guys think this is at all sustainable, given how Tice has kind of uh, seen his minutes you know, go up and down all season? Well, I think Daniel Tice has been someone that's been enticing me all year. <laughs> Sorry. I did, stop, stop the podcast. It's the, over. Drop the microphone, but it's in my laptop. Um, so here he's been right on the fringe of fantasy relevance and he's kind of this guy I knew I should own but never owned you know because you know NS Cantor was there and whatever right. but I, I don't think he's going anywhere I think that he'll put up solid numbers in, in playing half the game and you know if you need a center or if you owned Jackson Hayes or if you're considering Marquise Chris Tice is a better option strong that really makes me feel like I should have put Tice higher on the list just for the <laughs> pun and keep in mind, Ennis Cantor's hurt right now. Jason uh, Tatum's been hurt, and Jalen those, Brown. Those Jalen Brown also has missed time recently. Marcus Smart, like a, a bunch of people. Robert Williams, like they. I still think Tice is fine, but I I do think uh, it's kind of a mirage right now because so many people are banged up. All right, Brian, say the name with me. Ready? This is the last name on the list. Svi Mikhailuk. Is that what we agreed on? Do you know that Svi is actually short for something? Sviatoslav, right? Oh, man. How did... Oh, you were going to say that? Ah, well, I wasn't going to say it like that. I was going to say it worse. <laughs> Let's hear you say it. Let's hear yours. Uh, I can't say it without saying the other guy's name as well. So I would now choose Sviatoslav Makayulek over... Uh, uh, oh, God. Uh, Siku. Dumbaya. Uh, that's my final statement on this podcast. <laughs> Ever. Ever. Svi is strangely still only 15% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. He had 19 points and three trays on Saturday night. Uh, the last month, basically, 17 games, he's averaging 13.5 points, 3.03s, 0.9 steals, shooting well from the field, nearly 47% and 87% from the line. 
I never am that excited about picking up points and threes guys, but he's been good enough and consistent enough that I would add him wherever he was out there. I told you guys last week, I'm picking up Svi. I'm rolling with him. The Pistons are in the midst, are just wrapped up a four-game week, and they're the only team in the league that plays four times a week for the next two weeks. So it's been all Svi all the time for me. Is one of you in an elevator, by the way? I yeah, just... it's me. I'm in an elevator. <laughs> it's classic. Have you been in an elevator this whole time? <laughs> it just started moving. Gotcha. So you've been stuck in an elevator. You've been extraordinarily calm for being stuck in an elevator this whole time, i got to say. I kind of like it. I want to just say one last thing so that I don't end by mispronouncing two uh, pistons. Yeah, let's do it. One guy to consider adding right now is uh, Hachimura on the Wizards. Okay. Do you want to continue to state your case for that? No, that's complete it. That? Oh, okay. okay. He's coming back. He's coming back, and he'll get an opportunity. I don't know how great he was before he got hurt or how many minutes he's looking at, but uh, they're going to give him a chance, right? Oh, they're definitely going to give him a chance. I mean, he was – he had stretch. He was pretty good. He's got a – he doesn't do a lot in defensive stats, so he's got to really, you know – He's got to get you a lot of points and boards, I think, to make a difference. But, yeah, he could get that kind of chance in the second half. Points, boards, percentages kind of guy. Kind of a, a modern-day Zach Randolph. Nice. I think that's his ceiling. Uh, all right, guys. That does it. Thanks, fellas. Thanks. Hey, good times. Okay. Good time. We should all do this from the same elevator sometime. <laughs> I, I'm, all, I'm fully on board with that. I think you know that. Okay. All right. Later, fellas. Later, guys. All right, that about does it for us. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you listen. Take a moment to rate and review us as well. Thanks once again to Steve Alexander and Brian Roseworcel for joining me. Thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you on Wednesday for the Whip Around Podcast. Talk to you soon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.